Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Nun Report. We're halfway through the week. Some people call it hump day. Some people call it love day. You got to decide what kind of person you are. At any rate, hey, we're going to start off the hour. This is not a sports show, but Tom Brady has retired again, and he says it's for good. Do we trust him or not? I mean, he could, I would venture to say that we can trust him more than we can trust most politicians. Yes? No? I think we can. So when he says he's done, I think he's probably done this time. I think he's probably wishing they would have just been done the first time he said he was done. But at any rate, enough of that. Hey, there is a a scandal brewing, and it's not the documents that Biden is uh, the classified documents that were found, although that's involved and that's part of it. The biggest crisis, what was it about Watergate, by the way? Let's back up here a little bit. What was it about Watergate that got Nixon in trouble? Was it the actual recordings? No. It was the cover-up of the fact that there were recordings. And... All we're getting out of this White House is supposedly supposed to be the most transparent administration in the history of this country. We're just being very transparent. Ask Corinne Jean-Pierre, she'll tell you that they're being transparent and then refer you to the White House counsel or to Hunter's counsel or to whatever. She doesn't actually answer anything from the press podium, even though that's her job. We'll talk about that a little bit as well. We might even get into the fact that uh, Mayorkas, you know, the, the so-called uh, border dude. Yeah. Um, he's down there. He needs to be impeached. First of all, the guy is worthless. He's a, he's a party hack. He's completely worthless at his job. He doesn't know what he's doing. And all he does is lie, lie, lie. He won't answer questions. He won't let his agents be questioned. And so as they used to say about Trump, hey, if you've got nothing to hide, why are you not answering questions? See, but they live under a different set of rules. And it's a, it's a set of rules that's not good. But anyway, the, 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 the cover-up of this document scandal is enormous. That's the story, okay? That and the way it connects the entire Biden crime family to Ukraine and to China. Why do we not know what's in these documents? Why they're not even allowing the Senate congressional committees to know what's in the documents? And word on the street is that it has some Democrats very upset as well. And they should be. The fact that the Justice Department leaked like a sieve when they got the Trump documents from Mar-a-Lago and not a word has been said, any news outlet, anywhere about what is in these classified documents that have been found at the Penn State the Penn Biden Center, the uh, home of President Biden in his garage with his Corvette and also the adjacent office to the garage. Well, we don't know. But what we do know is that the FBI has finally raided, well, I guess that's, that's probably not the right term. The FBI made an appointment to go to the Biden Beach House in Rehoboth, to search for documents. 12 days after they found classified documents in their primary residence. 
And what's interesting is while the FBI was so-called searching the primary residence, the Bidens were staying at the beach house in Rehoboth. What do you suppose they were doing there? Do you think maybe they were scouring the house for documents? Do you think maybe they were like, I bet Jill, she was probably on her hands and knees. Oh, what a scary sight that is. But at any rate, she was probably crawling through that house looking for any sort of classified documents. I'm sure they had their attorney there. Joe Biden might've been there pulling the dog's tail like he likes to do. Eating ice cream in between poles. But what's up with that timing? Why did it take 12 days from the time they discovered, well, they, they, all right, Penn Biden Center, they found those documents back in early November. Then it took them, it took a month and a half before they finally, that became public, not of their choosing. They were not transparent at all. They were trying to keep that hidden. They were covering that up. But then a news source came out with it. And so they searched their residence and they find more classified documents. And then 12 days later, the FBI makes an appointment. It was an announced visit. It was an approved visit. And there was no surprise to it at all. They knew when it was going to happen. They knew how many agents were going to be there. But what's interesting about that is that no, no press, nothing leaked. The press didn't know that anybody was going to be there. Why couldn't they do that with Trump? They raided Mar-a-Lago early morning hours at dawn and made sure that it leaked so that all the press was there to make sure that they got video of all the FBI agents raiding President Trump's Mar-a-Lago. That was by design. That was not an accident. That was a very staged, very planned execution of their search. And they made sure the press got every minute of it. It's just like the perp walk. They could have scheduled their visit with Trump like they did with Biden. So what we see here are two different sets of rules. See, the, the FBI, if they want to search a property owned by, by Biden, they make an appointment and they schedule it and they give them plenty of advance notice to destroy any incriminating evidence or documents that may be there. <laughs> but with President Trump, no, no, they go in, they, they may as well have gone in with guns blazing, helicopters and headlights or, or searchlights and everything like that. Sent all those agents in there, made sure the press was on hand to film every minute of it. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. And if anybody doesn't see the fact that there's two sorts of justice in this, you, you just simply, the TDS has got you hard. You, you, you people hate them so much. Corinne Jean-Pierre, she told us after the documents were discovered at the Penn Biden Center, that that was it, that everything's been searched, that all the documents were found. The, the search is clearly complete. They completed uh, the uh, uh, the search. The search is complete. Uh, he is confident in this process. You should assume that it's been completed. Yes. After the search concluded last night, that search was completed last night. 
Oh, but then they found more in his garage. And then they found more in his office. So obviously the search wasn't complete. And obviously you weren't being transparent. What do you think, Clint? What a load of shit. Yeah. Yeah. We always got to check in with Clint because he doesn't BS around, man. He knows exactly what's going on. So we know now that they searched his home out there, his beach house. I thought this guy was poor, man. He's got a Delaware house. He's got a beach house. Now he's got the White House. They got to change that name too, by the way. White House, completely racist. I can't believe they haven't done it yet. It should be just called They House or Them House. It could be a they-them house. How about that? (laughs) Jesus. They didn't find any documents up there at the beach house. We have now found out since I made the outline for this show. That was breaking news. Not surprising. I mean, they had 12 days to clear it out, right? And eliminate any documents that might have been incriminating. But we're going to run the stories anyway. Check it out. Three sources familiar with this matter. FBI uh, agents, as we speak, are searching President Biden's Rehoboth Beach home for classified documents. This comes, of course, after there have been a discovery of a number of batches of documents at his think tank here in Washington and also at his home in Wilmington, Delaware. Now, we know that the FBI searched his home in Wilmington, Delaware, a couple of weeks ago and searched his think tank here in Washington back in mid-November. Okay, so here's where here's where the surprise comes in. Yes, they did. They searched, uh, well, they didn't search. Supposedly, they found these documents at the Penn Biden Center. And now we're finding out, now we're finding out it's a little bit more than that. Check this out. We have new information on the documents marked classified that were found in President Biden's home and his former office. Adriana Diaz, who broke this initial story about those documents last month, and now we're hearing more about the FBI's involvement. Adriana, good to have you at the table. So what are we learning? So this really raises questions about transparency, which has been an issue involving this issue since the beginning. We now know that FBI agents personnel went into the Penn Biden Center. That's the think tank where the vice president, the former vice president, had an office had an office after the Obama Biden administration. We know they conducted a search. This was previously undisclosed by the White House. And we don't know why they were very public when the FBI searched the Wilmington home, his private residence in Delaware. That happened on January 20th. The search we're talking about that we learned about from two sources, that happened back in November. And now we're just learning about it right now. Um, And in terms of the timeline, early on, November 2nd was when this all started, this entire ordeal. Roughly 10 documents were found in the Penn Biden Center when President Biden's lawyers were packing things up. Um, They alerted the National Archives. National Archives alerted the Department of Justice. And we now know that the Department of Justice took this seriously enough to um, have the FBI go in and search. 
keep hearing about transparency, but then you hear stories like this, so it does raise even more questions. Did the FBI find anything else, and what does it mean? That's what we don't know. We don't know if they found anything else. They may have found items that were classified or not classified, because remember, any records from a vice president or president should all be at the National Archives. They should not be anywhere else, and mm -hmm. surely if they're classified, they should not be um, in a non-secured, non-governmental facility. So we're still working this, this story to see what they may have found there. So now we're finding out. So if they're being so transparent and they're disclosing everything, why didn't they not let the public know? Surely they had to know this was going to leak. That the FBI actually did search the Penn Biden Center. This was two months ago now. And it's been over three weeks since we first found out about this where they said, oh yeah, well, we were moving boxes and we found, we just magically found these documents. Someone ratted them out is what happened. And they were trying to cover their bases and say, hey, look, we're being transparent only because the whistle was going to get blown and they were going to get busted. Otherwise, we would not know a thing about these documents. If somebody on the inside hadn't have started leaking and hadn't have started uh, talking, these documents would have never come. I mean, they've been there for six years, seven years ever since he left the office of vice president. So they didn't suddenly find them. They just suddenly decided they needed to get rid of them and, and come clean. But, uh, but there was no transparency. If there was transparency, they would have told us, oh yeah, oh, and by the way, after we turned over these documents to the archive, uh, the FBI came in and did their own search. Why would they not tell us that? Why are we just now finding that out via a leak? And that was CBS News, by the way. That wasn't Fox, Breitbart, Newsmax. That was CBS. So it's good to see the mainstream media starting to cover a little bit of this at any rate. So let's talk more about transparency because uh, shouldn't they, they should be talking about this all over the place, right? I mean, Karine Jean-Pierre in her, in her purple and black. Let's see what she has to say. But I'm wondering how the White House can claim that they are being transparent when the FBI search of the Penn Center, Penn Biden Center, that happened months ago, was not proactively disclosed to the public, and what should the public take away from the fact that you are keeping information like this from the public? Look, I'm going to be uh, very prudent from here. I'm going to be very consistent from here. Uh, I'm just not going to comment uh, anything that is related to... I'm going to be very consistent from here and not say a freaking thing. I'm not going to answer your questions. I'm not going to comment. I'm not going to be... I'm not going to do my job what is currently happening. This is a legal process. As you just mentioned, my colleague was right outside these doors answering many of your questions. He has done that these past couple of weeks, I believe four weeks now, and he'll continue to do that. Uh, anything that is specific to this, uh, to this particular process, I would refer you to the Department of Justice. I would refer you to the department of, uh, I'm not going to talk about it. And here, here she is again, uh, answering another reporter's Green, question. Check this. the current number of documents bearing classified markings that have been found in the president's residences and offices? I would refer you to the White House Counsel's office. Okay. Ian, just declined to comment on that as well. She's not going to answer any questions. I mean, she's got, is, is she not the worst press secretary ever? Seriously. She is not good at this job. Pisaki was a great liar. Pisaki knew how to shoot from the hip. She knew how to get up there and be very intimidating, very, while at the same time being engaging. She lied through her teeth, but she was good at it. 
Corinne Jean-Pierre, she doesn't have a clue. In fact, she's so bad. How bad is she? Well, she's so bad at her job that we had Kamala Harris weigh in. Okay, cackling Kamala, you go away. I think your mouth is better off with something in it instead of making that cackling sound all the time. You guys, you guys', you guys mind is in the gutter. Come on. I wouldn't be talking about that on the air. Are you kidding me? Here's the real deal, is these documents... They're scared to death. They won't let Congress know what's in them. Even the, the the Senate Select Committee, they won't let them view the documents. Nobody knows what's in these documents. We know that they found roughly anywhere from ten to 10,000 documents. Somewhere in there that would be a safe number to assume since they haven't told us. Nobody outside of the Biden very close circle including his attorney and I would assume his, his chief of staff and some of his top advisors, knows exactly what's in these documents. Joe Biden might not even know what's in these documents because his brain is Swiss cheese. But there's something there that they don't want the public to know. They are not being transparent. The cover-up is the crime. What are they covering up? Maybe they're covering up the fact that some of these documents could be tied into Hunter and some of his ill-gotten gains when he was influence peddling around the world to Ukraine and China, when he was getting jobs in Ukraine, a do-nothing job where he had to do nothing that he wasn't anywhere near qualified for, and was paid $83,000 a month. Could you imagine just scamming a job where you got to sit on the board and make eighty-three grand a month to support your family, to pay for the house there where the Corvette was kept. And we know that Hunter spent a lot of time there. He listed it as his residence after all for a while on his, on his gun permit. <laughs> I mean, y- you can't make this stuff up. This would be a, a great movie. I mean, this would be something that you would think couldn't be happening in real life, but it is, it is. And I can't decide if it's a drama, a comedy, or the worst crime of the century. It might be all three. But uh, I'm going to drop in a little video here uh, with Ted Cruz. And um, because he starts to tie it all together, you see, there were some emails, as many of you know, on the Hunter Biden laptop, the laptop from hell. And most of them were gibberish. Most of them were very short. Hunter Biden is not a wordy person because he's just not smart. He, he is, he's dumb as a box of rocks. And he's a scammer. He's a grifter. He's a shyster. He learned from the best, and that's his old man. And they had a scheme. There's a particular email that was in his laptop that somehow sounds very much like a security briefing. 
you can go through his entire laptop. Miranda Devine, who wrote the book Laptop from Hell, has in very much detail. And most of his emails are just there. I mean, there's there innuendos. There's there's some stuff here and there, but they're generally very short. You know, a sentence or two. Hunter, one of those emails though, all of a sudden out of the blue, that was put on uh, April. Uh, let me take a look here. Um, April thirteenth, two thousand fourteen, is when the email was written by Hunter to one of his business partners, Archer. And it was extremely detailed. In fact, it was a 22-point plan. This was before he got employed by Ukraine, 20, or Burisma. 22-point plan, very detailed, very insider information type stuff. This email makes him look like a genius. It's how he got the job. So where did this information come from? Because we know it didn't come from his education. It didn't come from his qualifications. It didn't come from past jobs. So where did this information come from? And that's a question that needs to be answered. And I think that is what they're trying to bury by covering up these documents that have been found. Check this. Hunter Biden is not an... Hang on, because if they can can tie any of those documents that have been found in Joe Biden's possession to any of the communications and emails that are in the laptop from hell from his son Hunter, or even from his brother for that matter, they're done. They're done. And they're going to get thrown under the proverbial bus. I think that's what they're trying to do is uh, he doesn't know it yet, but Joe Biden is being thrown under one of Kamala's yellow school buses because she loves yellow school buses, especially when her boss gets thrown under one so she can become president. But anyway, here, check this. I'm going to stop talking for a minute. Expert on Ukraine. He's not an expert on Eastern Europe. He's not an expert on Russia. But but that email did help get him on the board of Burisma. It did help get him paid $83,000 a month. Because it, it showed a level I have of the email. I'll show it to not you. coming from him, but he was getting it from somewhere. That's clearly from some sort of briefing. We don't know whether it was a classified briefing or not, but that is the sort of analysis that is often within a classified briefing. And, and, and this email is unusual in the Hunter Biden emails. There, there, there's a level of, of scholarship and erudition that if it magically appeared, somehow it doesn't appear in the other emails he's sending. The obvious question is, what was he cutting and pasting from? What was his source? And it raises the natural inference that Hunter Biden had direct access to these classified documents. We do know that Joe Biden, it seems everywhere they search for classified documents for Joe Biden, they find it. Whether it is Wilmington home, his Rehoboth Beach home, whether in his garage next to his Corvette, whether in the room next to his garage next to his Corvette, whether in the Penn Biden Center, it seems he leaves classified documents wherever he goes. And we also know that Hunter Biden at times was declared his residence to be those very same places. Yeah. So, and why wouldn't he plagiarize? Why wouldn't Hunter Biden plagiarize from documents to get a job? After all, he's a chip off the old block because his father was an absolute plagiarist. Still is. He's a liar. He's a plagiarist. He's an absolute despicable human being. 
And he's been lying. He's been telling the same lies for so long, whether it's about Amtrak, whether it's about being an old coal miner dude, whether it's about whatever it is, it doesn't matter. He spews lies. And he's been telling, I think that his mind is so gone that he actually believes these lies he's been telling for so long as truth because he's told them so many times. He's convinced himself he's true. He needs to pump up his chest because he's a punk. He's a grifting, slimy, worthless human being. And so he has to pump up his own chest to make himself feel better and make himself appear larger in front of his enemies. Not like, a, unlike a wild animal. So let's take a quick look at, uh, let's take a quick look at what this email is that we're talking about. And we'll see if, we'll see if we can get through it here real quick. And you may or may not be able to see that, but it's from Hunter Biden. It's a Devon Archer. This was in his laptop, which is proven to be authentic and real. Nobody disputes that anymore. He says, I have to go to Houston with Bureau for MD Anderson to check up some thoughts after doing some research. Hunter Biden doing research. <laughs> and some further thoughts on organization going forward as if he's some astute uh, you know, businessman. Poroshenko appears to be the likely next president. He's talking about uh, Ukraine. Determining our terms our team's relationship with him is important. He is credible with the West and by all accounts, a true reformer. Where is he getting this information from? It's obviously something that he's either spoken with his dad about or he's reviewed some documents that his father had access to. Some sort of decentralization will occur in the East. If it doesn't, the Russians will continue to escalate their destabilization campaign, which could lead to full-scale takeover of the Eastern region most critically, Donetsk. And, and, well, interesting. That's actually come to pass. Russia has invaded Ukraine. The strategic value is to create a land bridge for RU to Crimea. That won't directly affect Burisma holdings, but it will limit future UK exploration and utilization of offshore opportunities in particular. Number six, the IMF loan guarantee will allow the Ukes to weather the economic impact, but the required reforms. This is not, this is coming from a man who has absolutely zero experience in any of this. He knows nothing about energy. He knows nothing about geopolitical situations. He should know nothing about whether Russia is going to invade Ukraine or not, Eastern Ukraine. Yet somehow he comes across this email as if he's some sort of expert with all this divine information that he has in his head to make himself look good and to, to, to promote like, hey, this is why I'm the guy. You should pay me $83,000 a month. Number seven, there will be enormous pressure on Burisma to lower prices for the regional good. Even if the company takes a hit in profits, it would seem imprudent to raise prices. Hunter Biden does not write like this. He doesn't use words like this. He doesn't use thoughts like this. His vocabulary is not that big. He would never use the word prudent or the word subsidies or the word reforms. Um, this is something that came from an intelligence briefing that he got from his father. There's no doubt in my mind. There's no, if anybody thinks that Hunter Biden wrote this or had these thoughts on his own, you're just, you're just a very useful idiot, I guess. Number 11, or excuse me, number 12. You can read through this, by the way. I'm going to, I'm going to pop it up on my website. 
and on my, my, my socials. Anyway, number 12, our guy needs to set himself up as the anti-Victor Pinchuk, colon steel oligarch, pro-Russian, Yanukovych's supporter, number 13. The best way to weather the storm, by the way, now in elections is to throw all in with the chocolate king, even if he loses unlikely proposals as of today. Poroshenko is a safe ally that could help protect him from the vultures of the moment. Additionally, you and me, additionally, you, me, and Alex should reconnect with the boxer and help gain his support of our guy. Who is our guy? Well, if you know anything about what's going on, that would be the big guy. 10% the big guy, you know? How can we rekindle that relationship with our guy? Where did Hunter Biden get this information? How did he come upon him? Because he comes off sounding like some sort of great uh, political analyst and geopolitical uh, genius, right? But it's pretty obvious with anybody that can exercise critical thought of, of any sort or do a little bit of your own research that, uh, you know, there's something that is not adding up here or uh, actually, I guess, something that does add up. And that's the fact that the Biden crime family is exactly that. There's a reason I call them that. There's a reason I've been calling them that for years. It's because it's generational. The siblings are, are, are criminal. It passed right down, right to, uh, right to Hunter. And this family is in cahoots. They've made a lot of money off of it. And I think that's why we don't know what's in the documents. I think there's a good possibility that they're connected and they're trying to figure out, oh my God, what do we have? How are we going to get past this? And there really is no getting past it, right? Check this. These emails may be based on classified information. Ron Johnson says a message from Hunter to one of his business partners appears to contain highly detailed information on Ukraine. What I just talked about. Resembling documents State Department officials provided to members of Congress. Fox News contributor and New York Post columnist, as Rachel says, the great Miranda Devine has followed this story closely and joins us now with reaction. Miranda, what do you think? Did he use classified information to get business? Pete, I don't know for sure, but it certainly looks very suspicious, as Ron Johnson said. Uh, this is uh, a very uncharacteristic email for Hunter Biden on sort of the nine years of the laptop. Uh, this is really stands out because it's so well written, it's so lengthy, it's 1,300 words, and it's so well informed and prescient. Uh, he talks about the sort of geopolitical situation around Ukraine and um, the 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 gas industry, the energy industry. Um, he talks about who's going to win the upcoming Ukrainian election. This is in 2014. And he's doing it all uh, a, 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 on the backdrop of his father going to Ukraine um, to visit the then Prime Minister um, in one week's time. And at a time when Hunter Biden is sort of auditioning for a role on the board of a Ukrainian energy company, Burisma, which... Yeah. So that's Miranda Devine. She, uh, she's a writer for the post as well as some uh, other private, uh, you know, freelance stuff. She wrote the book laptop from hell, which is a very deep dive into what was in Hunter Biden's laptop. 
If you haven't read it, you should probably check it out. And I would refer it to friends that don't believe it or don't think this was real because it was very, very real. But as she says, all of a sudden, Hunter knew who the next person was going to be, the next president of Ukraine. He knew that Russia was going to invade Eastern Ukraine. He knew all these things that your crackhead, whore-screwing, derelict would know, right? This guy was out there, high-dollar hotel rooms, two, three, four whores at a time, taking cocaine off their butts, smoking crack like a fiend, naked, taking videos. But he had the wherewithal to write this really detailed 22-point email showing the breadth of his knowledge rather than the breadth of, you know, whatever else he has. If he's anything like his dad, it's probably not much, considering they like to brag about everything. Yeah, at any rate, I've, I've regressed just a little bit. Here's the none better take of the day. You've got an administration with the ringleader of a criminal family, the Biden crime family, that can really not remember much of who he is or what he is or where he is at all. And so they found these classified documents. See, they don't want Joe Biden to be, they don't want him to run again. The Democrats, I think they believe they have stronger choices, and they do. But what do you do with Biden? He's the president. They gave him that title. They installed him in that office. Well, I guess we need to find out a way to get rid of him. So all of a sudden, miraculously, these documents that have been around since he left the White House, and I didn't even cover the 1,800 boxes of documents that he gifted to the University of Delaware when he was a senator. But all of a sudden, these classified documents come up. They won't divulge what's in them. They won't let the Senate Select Committee know what's in them. Even some Democrat senators are upset about this because they should know what's in them. When Trump, when the Trump documents came to light, the Department of Justice in the White House leaked like a sieve. Everybody knew pretty much a lot of stuff that was supposedly in these documents. But with the Biden classified documents, not a single thing has leaked. It's shut down. And it's quite obvious, too, that we have two forms of justice when the Democrats are in power. When they raided Mar-a-Lago, that was unannounced. They came in at dawn. Dozens of FBI agents, and they made sure that somehow the press was there. CNN, MSNBC, CBS, NBC, they were all there to make sure they filmed the FBI raiding President Trump's Mar-a-Lago. But when it comes to Biden, they make an appointment to go search his beach house. They let him know in advance. They said, hey, but let's get our calendars together. You open your calendar, I'll open mine. We'll we'll come up with a date that works to go search your beach house in, in, in Rehoboth. 
12 days after they found classified documents in his primary residence, not only in the garage, but in an adjacent office to the garage. 12 days after that, they finally go to his beach house. What do you suppose was happening during those 12 days? Maybe a little bit of house cleaning? I would imagine so. The crime here is not the documents. The crime is what's in the documents and how it could tie this administration, this family, together into basically extorting money or selling influence for financial gain to Ukraine, probably the Chinese Communist Party as well. And then that's not even looking at the cover-up. What took Nixon down? What took Nixon down was not the recordings, but it was the cover-up. And I think that with Biden, it's not going to be the documents. It's going to be the fact that they haven't been transparent. They didn't tell us about the documents they found November 2nd. They didn't tell us that the FBI, in fact, searched the Penn Biden Center until it got leaked. And then, oh, yeah, this happened. They're not being transparent at all. That's very telling. That tells you that there's something to this. There's something in there that they don't want people to know. And it's bigger than just the documents. If it was just some few documents here and there that were insignificant, that didn't say anything, they would not be trying to contain it so much. My theory is it's an inside job. I think that uh, they don't want Biden run in 2024 and there's going to be a conversation that's had. Mr. President, you're not going to run in 2024 because if you do, your house of cards will fall for you and your whole family. So just bow out, retire, go enjoy your millions of Ukrainian and Chinese dollars. And we'll install somebody else in office that's much more competent than you. Anyway, this has been the Nun Report. Thank you for tuning in. If you've just been listening on Renegade Radio or on any podcast channel out there pretty much, make sure you check out rumble.com slash the Nun Report. You can watch all the videos, check out all the information I put up and the receipts that I showed. It's good stuff. I think a lot of others do as well. Maybe you will too, but you won't know unless you check it out. So check it out. You can find me on all the socials at the Nun Report, except TikTok because I don't do that commie BS. Or just check out my website, man. TheNunReport.com. It's simple. It's easy. It's not hard to navigate. And you can link into everything right there. One stop, one shop, bam. Anyway, thanks again for listening. And as always, Until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.